Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. Hour number two on this Friday morning. It is the first of the month, March 1st, 2024. Great to have you right along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's an absolute pleasure to join the show at any time. You can text the keyword Sports Radio, send that to 21,000, Sports Radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. We're on Twitter, XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Added.com to that to find our website. XP Mornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze at the Ben Glaze. I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. By the way, when it comes to guys like Chop in the draft, the best case scenario is that Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams and uh, Drake May and JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Best case scenario, all those guys. Go in the first round. Get them all in there. Let's get six first-round quarterbacks. You all need a quarterback. Go get them. Because that then bumps players down, right? And that creates a little more opportunity at 29 to be able to secure a guy like a, like a Chop Robinson who, depending on how the draft boards and the mock drafts and everything shakes out your best available post-combine, that's the way to do it. Get the quarterbacks moving up. All the quarterbacks hope they all have a really great day. Everybody's a generational talent that you just can't miss on. Right? And then you have Marvin Harrison Jr. You have uh, Roma Dunze. Guys like that that are going to be, you know, really, really solid picks at wide receiver. Everybody keep moving up. I'm also really interested in Brock Bowers. Uh, Brock Bowers to me, 6'4", 240, like, just a consummate professional out there for Georgia and really made a difference uh, for their for their program. So I'm, I'm real interested in him as well. All right, what's going on in the sports world? We're trying to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. The number one pick uh, is going to be Caitlin Clark in the WNBA draft. Caitlin Clark is also looking to, she's already set the scoring record for women's basketball, and now they're doing that whole thing where it's like, well, she got beat. No one sells record in men's basketball. They're going to do all that now. Pistol Pete, um, you know, Antoine Davis, his name is up there uh, as well. Look, I mean, if you play the same sport, you could say they broke the record, but if you don't, then I'm sorry, and they don't play 
Men's basketball, women's basketball are completely different. Shohei Otani reveals a little after a surprise marriage news. Shohei Otani stunned the LA Dodgers, many around the world, with his marriage announcement Thursday. So manager Dave Roberts said any gift the team gives the two-time MVP would be uh, like most of the money in his contract deferred. I'm very happy for him and his bride. As far as wedding gifts, we got surprised and didn't have much time to think about it. I'm sure it's in route. Interesting there. Didn't tell anybody he was getting married. Hmm. That's probably a good way to do it. Uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones must take a paternity test, according to a judge. Now, this is a, a case that stems back from an earlier uh, case back in the 90s. So this young lady's mother, Alexandra Davis's mother, or Alexandra Davis is saying that her mother had a an encounter or a relationship with Jerry Jones. There was a settlement in 1998 that alleged that Jones would support them financially as long as they didn't publicly say that he was Alexander's father, something that the uh, married owner of the Cowboys has denied. The judge is ruling that, hey, you got to take a paternity test. This is great. Their statement allegedly called for Jones to pay Cynthia Davis 375000 and for Alexander Davis to receive certain monthly, annual, and special funding from a trust until she was 21, as well as lump sum payments when she turned 24, 26, and 28. Attorneys for Jones said Alexander Davis has received millions of dollars from Jones in her lifetime, according to court documents. So Alexandra has already received millions of dollars, and now she's trying to shake down Jerry Jones even more and humiliate him. That's what I'm pulling from this. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And look. Um I I don't know. I don't I'm not gonna I don't really care too much about the infidelity here. Uh what I don't understand is if you've already received millions of dollars, why do you keep going back? Like what do you really want? that you can't sit down and have a conversation with him. What's what's the issue here? Like, he's never going to take you in as a kid. You're never going to have a job with the Cowboys. You've already gotten millions of dollars. Like, what is wrong with you? You know, at, every family's got them, too. Every family's got them. A greedy little thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if we were, go- if we were going on a family vacation... To the Grand Canyon. Oops. All right. Uh, Iowa corner Cooper DeGene confirmed his broken leg and outlines his plan for recovery. He said uh, yesterday at the scouting combine that he suffered a fractured fibula during the November practice, underwent surgery, missed the Hawkeyes' final four games, including the game against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. And the first time that he discussed this, it called it kind of a freak thing. Still plans to have an on-campus workout for NFL evaluators before the April draft. I've been rehabbing ever since. I just started running full speed last week. I plan on working out at some point before the draft. I am medically cleared. I'm just progressing uh, right now. That's a really tough injury to bounce back from at the corner position. Nicole Hardman, come and get me comments have resonated with the New York Jets. Their general manager, Joe Douglas, told reporters Wednesday at the scouting combine in Indy. It's unclear if the Jets are going to pursue tampering charges against the Chiefs. An NFL spokesperson said in an email they're going to decline to comment on whether the Jets have asked the league to look into the matter. And he was on The Pivot, hosted by Ryan Clark. Uh, Nicole Hardman had critical uh, statements about the Jets' culture and detailed the issues with the team and uh, said that, I'm telling you right now, I was so far checked out, I was over with it. I'd already talked to uh, the Chiefs GM, Brett Veach, and Pat Holmes, like, come and get me. Well... Here's the thing. You can't tell on yourself because that is tampering. You can't have a conversation with another team's GM. Uh, the fact that you went and told on yourself on a podcast, then want to talk about how you're not snitching. Dude, get first off, get, get over the word. 
you're literally just you're sharing a, you're sharing your story, but you probably shouldn't. It's probably not good for anybody because tampering can cause your franchise to lose draft picks. And that's a problem. Joel Embiid plans to return this season, regardless of what the 76ers record uh, might be. That's the plan, he said. Obviously, everything has to go right as far as getting healthy and being as close as I am uh, supposed to be. But yeah, that's the plan. The 29-year-old was in the midst of a historic season when we had the whole Golden State Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga debacle. Philadelphia lost 119-107. to He had been averaging 35 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists per game uh, this season. He had to undergo a procedure to address an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee. Hmm. We shall see. Embiid had a streak of 16 consecutive games of 30 and 10 this season, matching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the second longest streak behind Wilt Chamberlain. Suspended Thomas Bryant got his ring from the Nuggets that had to leave the arena. That's always fun. The Atlanta Hawks wave veteran guard Patty Mills yesterday and converted the contract uh, of fellow guard Trent Forrest to a deal and then just trying to clear up some cap space and get some things ready. Uh, the Hawks acquired Mills from the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, last season. And how about from Colorado? Nathan McKinnon had a goal and an assist, giving him 100 points in 61 games this year. The Avalanche dominated the Blackhawks. Bedard got the crap kicked out of him last night. Took a slash on the wrist. That was terrible. He should have called that. McKinnon scored his 36th goal with 228 left in the third period. And uh, Pete Morazic, the former Red Wing, was just getting drilled out there. Couldn't do anything about it. He joins uh, a whole host of players, guys like Joe Sackick. Peter Forsberg is the only players in Nordique's Avalanche NHL history with multiple 100-point seasons. So good for uh, good for him. That's very exciting. Nathan McKinnon, good player. Got us, uh, got us for some points when he was here in Detroit last Thursday. We'll step aside. Uh, when we return, we'll dive into what in the hell took place with Michigan basketball last night. We'll talk about it next year, X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. And I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 20 or older in Michigan to play. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. All right, let's get into it. Michigan goes on the road in Piscataway to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights last night in front of 8,000 fans, allegedly. My guy Terry Oglesby and Earl Watson on the uh, on the uh, the officiating crew there from Jersey Mike's Arena, it did not go well. Uh, Michigan got beat by thirty points, eighty-two to fifty-two. Doug McDaniel with thirteen points and Terrace Reed Jr. with twelve. The only two Michigan scorers in double figures. Um, this is it, man. This is it. This is uh. It's it's a wrap. I hate to be that way. I hate to say it. You lose by 30 to Rutgers and a team that can't score. They put up 82 on you. Uh, Cliff Omarui goes ham. 19 points, 15 rebounds. Jeremiah Williams scored 19 points. Uh, once again, not defending. And uh, the Maize and Blue have now lost six straight with a road trip to Ohio State before coming home next weekend to take on Nebraska at noon on BTN. Thank God uh, that game is at noon they got to go play the Diebler boys in a couple of days. Uh, the, you know, Ever since the Buckeyes fired Chris Holtman and hired Diebler, I mean, they're 3-1, and one, and uh, I don't want this to be seen. Here, it's, just, it's This is such a difficult topic for me to try to dance around and talk about. The difference between Jim Harbaugh, the Jim Harbaugh experience at Michigan football, and the difference between Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball is, is that Jim Harbaugh had success early, was on the precipice of it, had a bad year during the COVID year, everybody had a bad year during the COVID year, and then bounced back immediately. And what we have seen here uh, from Jawan Howard and this uh, Michigan program is a pretty steady decline. Pretty steady decline. Uh, You've had all the talent in the world, and there is no cohesiveness you know, Nick Stauskas flat out just called it right out. He was like, this team has no heart. They don't know what it means. I put out block. And rightfully so. Like, he's not wrong. And it's not anything personal, uh, obviously, against Juwan. You know that I you know, thought that things were going to be a lot different. I, like many Michigan fans, thought that things were going to be different for Juwan Howard. You know, I wasn't. Uh, he was going to be the guy that was going to be able to get that five star, which to me, the five star is what it is. You know, the one and done type of player doesn't really do much for you. You know, they're there, they're there one minute and they're gone the next. I look at a guy like Iggy Brozdakis because everybody's in such a hurry. Probably should have stuck around. Now he's playing pro ball in Lithuania or wherever he's at. You know, Caleb Houston doesn't play. Kobe Bufkin. Musa Diabate. And keep going. And Jed Howard. Although I thought Jed Howard was misused. Uh, it's it's over, man. 
it's over. There's not uh, there's not really a whole lot else I can say. Uh, the Michigan football success that bought this team some time, uh, they have been unable to capitalize on it. Losing streaks of five games, five games, and now this current one of six games that they probably lose the remaining two because without Olivier Kamwa in the lineup, you lose uh, almost a guaranteed close to double double. It's it's a wrap. And now I don't I don't know what you do moving forward. To be honest with you, I'm not really sure. That's a really tough conversation for for Ward Manuel to have to have. And he he said that he supports the coach, and that's that's fine, but. I mean, you know, you you turn on the game and you look up, and I got the Red Wings on at the same time. I look over and it's fourteen to one. Rutgers had a lead, and it's like I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is here. I don't think that there can be. I I just I I you hear me? I'm at a loss for words. If you want to share your thoughts, eight six six eight three eight four eight four three, because uh, like, look, I'm not trying to walk into work. And uh, I guess at this point in my career and in my life, it really wouldn't matter anyways, but really trying to um, really trying to dance around this one pretty, pretty fragilely. Is that a word? Gently. I have to be relatively aware of what's being said here. And it's uh, that that makes it tough. That makes it tough because I can't really share with you uh, my true actual feelings on what's taking place uh, outside of the record is pretty self-explanatory and the direction is pretty self-explanatory uh, eight and 21 three and 15 in conference play uh, there there is there and there's no hope like that's the problem like it's not like oh we had a lot of close games like oh they're right there on the cusp like no it's not like, that's not how it it's not how this goes like this this is not going well at all. Like this is horrible. This is about as bad as it gets. As bad as it gets. And for Jawan Howard, like it didn't work. It didn't work. And it hasn't worked. And you know, what I found is very interesting is a lot of the early commentary is like, he wasn't the head coach. This is all about Phil Martelli. Jawan's not that. Okay. All right. Sure. Then where's all the Phil Martelli hate at now? You know, they go from 30 and 7 under Beeline to 19 and 12 to 23 and 5 to 19 and 15 to 18 and 16 to 8 and 21. Uh, that's in the 23 and five season is 2020, 2021, right? So coming out of COVID, you got a number one seed in the tournament. You finish number four in the country. You got as high as number two, your preseason ranked number 25. You had a lot of good things going for you. A lot of good things going for you. Uh, but that was on the, on the heels of, you know, we didn't have a tournament in 1920, and everybody talks about that year we didn't have a tournament, but you were looking at, you know, six consecutive tournament berths before last year. And the wheels came off the bus. And the problem is, is that there is a, there's a, a separate body of work of other incidents that have taken place that just don't bode well. You hit a coach. Strength coach, but you hit a coach. It's inexcusable. Like I'm, 
you know, you got a guy that you suspended for road games only instead of just doing a six game suspension and getting it over with you, suspended it for like a that's like a fake suspension. I've never heard such a thing. Where's the development? Where are the recruits? How do you even get anybody to come back? Like Terrace Reed, Will Cheddar, Doug McDaniel. I mean, you got to have those guys back, right? Why? Like, I I couldn't convince them to stay right now. And with their final three games remaining, folks, this is something you need to be really aware of. Pardon me, final two, because they already lost that last one. They got to win both of these games. Both of these games to get a double-digit winning season. The last time they won 10 games, John Beeline's first year when he took over for Tommy Amaker, right? And really shuffling the deck there hard. And the very next year, from 10-22 and 22 to 21-14, and 14, and a 10 seed in the tournament. And then it was, you know, Beeline all the way. The last time this team won single-digit games in a season, they won seven games during the 81-82 season. That was it. Very, very difficult. Very difficult. And I could tell you this, a very unpleasant season, very tough season. Would have been a great time to really carry over, and I was dead wrong. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. I thought that you know what we saw in the first couple games, hey, this team's going to get out and run. They're tall. They're lanky. Trey Jackson, Olivier Kamwa. Terrace Reed, like we've got some decent size. We're athletic. We're long. Doug McDaniel running the point. That's great. Jalen Llewellyn coming. Like, okay, like we got some, you know, Will Cheddar. I thought, I felt really good about this. And uh, I was wrong. It's a good thing the Michigan football team was good this year because I don't even know if their basketball team could beat half of the high school teams in the state of Michigan. They aren't even watchable. Yes, they would beat the high school team. Like, come on, let's not make inflammatory statements. They would, no high school teams competing with them. It's just that just the overall size and strength is is enough to is enough to beat somebody. But um, yeah, that's what we got. Step aside. More X and Bros after this. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news. Press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. 
Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000, or give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-4843-866-838-4843. We've got Ryan on the line. Good morning, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, sure. Good morning. What's and, up? Yeah, it, it's nice that we can just eliminate a whole sport in the winter season in the state of Michigan. Oh. The way things are going. Because I, when I was sitting there watching Michigan, you know, turn the game on, on to the tablet because the wings were on. See that it's one nothing Michigan, you know, great hockey score. And then I blinked and it was 10 to 1. And then felt like blinked again, and it was like twenty to four or something. Whatever the score was, it doesn't matter. In this game, it didn't matter. Then I got to thinking, like, like how many wins do the basketball teams have compared to our football teams? And then I looked it up, and that Pistons win on Tuesday versus the Bulls, it surpassed the basketball teams, passed the football teams. Finally, this season. How many total games played? So the Pistons, Michigan, and Michigan State have 34 wins this season in 115 games. Wow. And our football teams, Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State have 33 wins. This does include playoffs. Michigan going you know, 15-0 in 47 games. Wow. And then that, that, it's getting no help from Michigan State. Well, the thing is, like, in with basketball, Michigan State has half the basketball wins. 17 of the 34 go to Michigan State. Michigan and the Pistons have 17 total wins together. Dear heavens. It's, uh, it's just such a bad time for hoops right now. But you know what? You can't have anything. You can't have everything, right? And so, if if the basketball program had to die so that football could rise, that's a that's a trade that most Michigan fans are willing but to make. Why did eight all days the away. basketball teams have to die? Why did all of them have to die? And by like two were dead, and one is just going through the motions. Life support. Yeah, um, I think with the with the with the Pistons, the hiring of Monty Williams. I mean, that's just been a that's just been a disaster uh, from the beginning and I really want to like the guy I do I really do uh, but they got to figure out a way to they got to figure out a way to and, and by turn some things around I mean what are you what are you going to turn around like you know what I mean there, there's only 20 games left if, however many games left if you won 20 of them it doesn't matter you still I mean 29 wins I thought this team would have been they should have been over 30 you know, I was hoping that maybe they they dabble and flirt with the play in a little bit. I guess ignorant and naive of me to believe that. Is it 
is it bad when we're hoping for 30 wins out of our NBA team? Yeah, that's atrocious. Yeah. It's atrocious. And it took, took Troy Weaver, like, till midseason to realize, like, oh, yeah, this team I put together, I pretty much have to rework the entire bench because every the whole way I constructed the bench is awful. And I trade for Marvin Bagley. I ended up giving up four picks just to have them and get rid of them. We got absolutely nothing out of it. Yeah, and I like bags too. I do. I'm not going to lie. I I like that. I maybe I like the idea of what Marvin Bagley could be versus what he actually is. But I saw a graphic put out by Jack Kelly, the Aussie that covers the Pistons, and he said it, it, the graphic is the core four plus core support. And I really like that. I really I really do because he's trying to figure out like okay. You know, we got the the core four that we uh, believe in, and you know who's going to be around him. I I love the addition of uh, Fontecchio. I think he's exactly what the, the what the doctor ordered. Too bad we didn't have one of those second round picks for Dalton Connect out of Tennessee. Give me that kid! Holy mackerel! You see that guy? I right, I saw him up close and personal when Tennessee came for the scrimmage up to MSU, Oof. and he dropped like forty in the scrimmage. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh that kid's the real deal. Dalton Connect. He's gotta wear the number four. Connect four just makes too much sense. I mean, it's it's right there. Yeah. It, it's also, a, in other basketball news, I know you were you were dunking on Caitlin Clark a little. I mean, rightfully so. And he like he's coming she's coming after Pete Maravich's record. Well, Pistol Pete did it in three years with no three point line. So that's always the most impressive because he couldn't play as a freshman because freshmen weren't allowed to play varsity. No three-point line. Dude was averaging 45 a game. Like, I get why the dude, because it's like, what uh, what other records does she have to break? So it's just, you just look to the next one. But now she's go, she's going to go pro. And I believe the Indiana Fever are lined up to take the number one pick whenever the draft is, probably in two weeks or six months. Nobody knows. No one knows the WNBA timeline. It's somebody. Somebody said that like, I read somewhere on the internet yesterday that she'll probably make like seventy-eight thousand in the WNBA, and people are like, "Oh my god, dude, I will go play basketball right now for seventy-eight thousand. Like, I'll, yeah, Darren Ravel was out there saying she's taking a pay cut. Like, no, she's not. She's gaining seventy-eight thousand dollars because all the money she makes now is endorsement NIL money. She gets paid zero dollars from Iowa. Minus like the stipend. So it's a game, plus she'll probably get even more Scott or more sponsorship deals. And who I mean, I don't know who's on the NIL train, but let's just say there's a um I don't know, a Chevy dealer or something, a Ford dealer that's on with her. Like you think that she's not gonna continue that relationship? Like yeah, and, and that's that's the other thing. Like some people want to just overdo it and over like if i'm if let's say that is let's say she does have a ford dealership there in des moines and they've been with her and she knows this and she what you say to that ford dealership now that you're in the wnba i'll be back in town on these days let's do one let's do one day we block out a couple hours let's do the like commercial shoot or whatever you want to do let's do it on that day and there's no extra there like i'm not charging you any extra let's keep everything the same you do them a solid by keeping the price the same, even though your status has now been elevated. 
it's a, it's it's called doing business in good faith, right? You know, you don't have to just, well, I'm in the WMA now. You're going to have to pay me even more. Like, no, you could just go back, and those who supported you along the way, you can, you can, you know, give them a break. Yeah, 100%. I mean, all it is, you can just expand your portfolio at this point. You don't need to shed, just expand. The WNBA season, I think, is just as long as a college basketball season. So it's not like you're really losing the time you're gaining time because you don't have schoolwork to do anymore yeah and, and charles barkley was talking about this with the nba and the next tv deal um yeah everyone's under this grand assumption and i'm just going to throw this out there everyone's under this grand assumption that the next tv deal is going to be so much bigger than the current deal and i don't know if that's the case and i'll be very interested to see you know charles like guys are gonna be making 70 80 million dollars a season I don't know, man. I don't know if they have, like, one, the, the number standpoint of it, but two, I don't know if they have the juice right now. And I think part of that is is, like, the load management and guys not wanting to play and rest days and everything else. Like, the league is the league's in a really weird spot where this next TV deal, you might not see a giant increase across the board. They're thinking about expansion and everything else. I think that's a ridiculous move. I, I know why they're doing it. It's a, it's a money grab, but you have... I, I as a as an NBA fan, I'll I'll be as honest about this as I can be. I have not been as disinterested in the league in my lifetime as I have been this year. And I don't know if that's a result of how poorly the Pistons have played, but just league wide, man, I have just been like I'm forcing myself to watch stuff, and I'm like I, I it was never like this. It was never like this. I feel like all the older people that were, I believe there's nothing like the 80s. And I'm like, hey, I know you're right. But at the same time, it's like, this is nothing like the 90s. This is not like the early 2000s. Like, what happened here? I don't, it wasn't even like 10 years ago. And a lot of things happened. Like you said, a lot of the players have sat there. And where you've gone from someone like Kobe, who is famous quality, goes, you know, I don't believe in load management because, you know, I go to an away game. What if that, there's a kid in the last row saved up his money to come see me one time. It's like, I'm not, I'm not robbing that kid of that opportunity. Now you get these players all playing, you know, 80% of my games. That that's too much to ask for out of me is to show up to work 80% of the time. Well, Ryan, that's going to take you off of the all-NBA list if you if you don't reach at least 65 games, which is going to affect your contract. That's not fair. Oh, my which God. I believe, I believe the, the stat is like 95% of players that have been on all-NBA list have played 65 games in a season. Yeah. Exactly. And it's that attitude. It's the rules the NBA have created that have been strictly for offense to where the officials create an unwatchable game. It's not the officials' fault. It's they're following the rules that were given to them. Uh, too many reviews. Now they got the officials on the camera with the microphone, which is so unnecessary. It's, it's the it's dumbest thing ever. It's the offense, like allowing them, like expanding. It seems like expanding the travel rule where James Harden can take three hop skips in a you know, a moonwalk to do a three-pointer. It's, I think, continuation fouls, just allowing LeBron to run from the three-point line to dunk it. Like, it's it's just become unwatchable where, you know, yes, defense can be exciting a little bit. Grant, you don't want 
people probably don't want the 2004 Pistons or finals games were 70 to 55, but it's like, we don't want 130 to 125. We want scores to be around 100. Like that was kind of always the benchmark of a good game. It's like, Hey, if it was, it was 99 to 94, like solid game. You saw some offense, defense tightened up at the right time. And part of it, I think, is just the rules the league created to let offense run rain. And if you think about it, you, you like you only need, you know, you're going to get two possessions every minute, right? 48 seconds in total between the two shot clocks. So you'll get two and a half possessions, pardon me, per every minute. 12-minute quarters. If your team scores two points a minute, right, converts on everything, then you're going to be at 24, 25 points every quarter. That gets you to 100 right there. Like the, the, the simple mathematics of it all. And it's just like, guys, if you could figure out a way to tighten this thing up a little bit and to be able to, like you said, the carry and the travel, enforce the rules. Enforce the rules. The other part of it is our youth basketball system is so, so broken right now that it's just, it. that's a that's another story for another day. And but they're, they're, they're to a, go ahead. I was say, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Jay Billis was on it. And they're talking about fixing college basketball in the transfer portal. And this is something where I said you could get behind because they're like, well, how do you fix NIL? Can NCAA do anything? He's like, no, NIL, not fixable. It's Wild West, blah, blah, blah. But what needs to happen is schools need to sign players to contracts. It's like four-year contracts. They can make as much money as possible. We live in a capitalist society. Like, don't put caps on their earnings. If they want to leave, they have the players have to buy out their contracts. So, well, that's good. At least somebody else is on the buyout train with me. That's a positive, and it's coming from Jay Billis. Maybe he listens to the program. Uh, so that's a that's a huge plus. The question is, is like, what is the contract worth? Like, what is that buyout worth? You know what I mean? And so uh, you sign them to like a, I think he was using an example for basketball players, just basketball. Players. $500,000 a year. Jeez, like, to play college you know, basketball. But just as an example, but, he goes, but if that player wants to leave, he owes me the remaining value of the contract. And it's like you could set up deals where it's like, yes, you can set up an option after two years in case you want to go pro. I do. I, I like this idea a lot. Uh, one, because it puts the buyout uh, into play. I don't like the, the uncapped earnings um of it because of competitive balance because, because that's why you know salary cap Look leagues in football once nil came in to play did competitive did alabama just buy every player or did the talent kind of spread out a little bit everybody else bought every player exactly it's the talent spread out a little bit and that's what basketball said the talent has spread out a little bit what have we complained about this year there's really no true dominant team this year Everyone's kind of beating everyone. The talent's spreading out. Granted, that's part of the transfer portal. Everyone kind of bouncing places. But the talent is spreading out. It's just everyone's numbers gotten higher. Yeah, and, and I think that if you if you can if you can cap it and level the level the playing field uh for but then if you're gonna sign the player to a contract that's outside of the scholarship, then they're employees, right? So we, I love the idea, though. Well, I'm all trust me. I included it with the contract and everything, but yeah, it's 
I think that's kind of the way to go is just put more responsibility on the players if they want to leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be good with that. That's what really needs to happen is just you kind of need to fix the transfer portal and the way people just bounce around and have eight years of eligibility somehow. Because it's, it's un-American to say you can only earn $80,000 a year. Uh, I mean, it, as long as there's a salary cap, like, you know what I mean? As long as, as long as every team has the ability and has the requirement to, you know, not exceed a, a certain dollar amount, then I'm good with that. Cause I, I hate baseball the way that they set theirs up. I can't, I, I think that, you know, somebody texted me the other day about the Trevor Bauer thing. And then, you know, about the Dodgers. I can't wait to watch the Dodgers. I was like, I can't because I can't stay up till 10 o'clock to watch the first pitch of a three-hour game. But you load it up on everybody because some teams are willing to pay this tax and defer salaries and do all this other nonsense. Like, I want more talent dispersed. About I'd rather have a situation like we have in college basketball where you have more teams uh, that are involved. I think that, you know, college football with the portal and NIL the way that it has been, you know, bringing a team like Washington to the forefront, bringing Oregon uh, into it, getting Texas to finally be back, Florida State having some success. Like, that's good for college football because we didn't want as a fan base to just see Georgia and Alabama every year, right? So the more dispersed the talent, the better off that is. Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma was three of the four. I feel like you could pencil that in for half of the playoffs. Ohio State. But also... And Ohio State, like Ohio State, Oklahoma, kind of flipping. But back to the baseball point, how many World Series have the Dodgers won in the last 15 years? Zero. One. They won, won, one. They won COVID, mm-hmm. the COVID year. So all that luxury tax money, all that, you know, billions of dollars spent, and you get the Mickey Mouse trophy. Right, and I get that, but at the same time, like, would you rather have Shohei Otani in L.A. or Shohei Otani in Detroit? I love him in Detroit because I'm selfish, but he's also been in L.A., Anaheim, Southern California for six years now. Yeah, I would just rather see some of these guys move around to some of these different markets. Like, I would like to see Pittsburgh uh, have, a, have a good team, Cincinnati have a good team. Uh, Detroit to be able to get some stars, some superstar power, Milwaukee. Um, you know, I just, that that's where I look at it. Like, I want more of the names. I want more of the star power uh, dispersed so that we do have more of the, uh, man, I don't know who's going to win. We'll step aside. we got a really fiery text here from the Blue Wall uh, Brigade. We'll get into that next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA accounting and business firms in the world, 
They're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state. And Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. The Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at FreddieThePizzaMan.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit FreddieThePizzaMan.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I ThePizzaMan.com. Together, we can make a difference. 